Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. This is Rebecca Jones, founder of Higher and Old, where we are opening up the conversation about ageism in tech. I'm located in London, UK. Two things. One is, am I enjoying myself and exercising a different part of myself, like capital S? So does it free me from whatever I'm doing and expand me in some way? So for instance, I love to paint, especially watercolor paint. I am terrible at it, but I love it. And so oftentimes I will paint with no expectation other than I feel like painting in purple and I sit and do that and it relaxes me in a certain way. It um, is just really happy. So there are absolutely zero KPIs beyond, does this feel good? (laughs) You know, does this expand my spirit? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah, go yeah. ahead. Oh, and then uh, the other things are um, so with the podcast, it's more about I'm really curious about how to share these types of conversations. One, explore this idea that I think is really, really interesting. And everyone has a friendship story. It could be I have no friends. It could be I have too many friends. It could be I can't keep friends. It's whatever. Not explored enough, something I'm very passionate about. But most of all, I want to help others understand how they can be better friends and have more fulfilling friendships. So Mm. that's, I I don't know how to measure that in KPI. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I I, I think it's difficult. Yeah, I think we we just need to all give ourselves, I think you and I have, which is why I'm sharing it, give ourselves permission to enjoy the creative expression, like stop trying to place some sort of big metric on it just to make deem it quote unquote successful. My cohort is completely successful because again, my, my, what I'm doing it for is creativity, connection, and to step outside of my fear. I've done all three things. It's successful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, and what I would like to share as well and reflect back to you is that one thing I I'm finding most enjoyable is that you constantly reinforce the idea of there's no such thing as you're behind, like have a bit of fun, have a bit of curiosity, learn some new things. I'm giving you the resources. You can come for all of them. You can cherry pick. This is like, choose your own adventure. I'm giving you, you know, you're very (laughs) extraordinarily generous in it. But, you know, I just from the chat and the cohort, you can see that we're all sort of conditioned to, you know, we must be ticking all of these boxes and it must look a certain way and it must happen at a, a particular cadence. And, you know, you, because you've you've set that tone to say, listen, we're here to have fun. We're here to learn. We're here to, to learn together and have that interaction. And you can see that it really has like brought that tone down and really helped people be more comfortable with it. And I would say even share where it's like before, maybe they would only share their 
quote unquote best, you know, draft of their cover art. And now they're like, what about these 17 different versions that are all completely different, right? I think that's wonderful. Hey, I'm Wes Kale. I'm co-founder of Maven, and we make it really easy for creators to build engaging live online courses. I'm based in Toronto, Canada. Ooh, yes, this is a juicy one. I think the biggest obstacle that I've overcome is worrying too much. <laughs> Same. This is something that <laughs> this is something that I actively started working on a couple of years ago, literally as a New Year's intention. Um, it's it's actually it's my New Year's intention this year for 2022. And the reason that I say that this was the biggest obstacle is because, you know, I had mentioned overthinking earlier. I think many times our biggest strengths are also our biggest weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses I see as two sides of the same coin. It's basically a personality trait or a, or an instinct, an inclination, a, an, an orientation that you have. Um, and one of, one of my traits which can also be a strength is that I think about all the different ways that something could play out so that I can make the most strategic informed decision possible. And I think about second order effects. I think about positive or, or negative externalities. I think about, you know, a couple steps down the line, is this still going to be a good decision? I think about, you know, the other, the other things that might be impacted. And sometimes that is the right level of thinking and other times it's too much. And I've noticed that there have been times, especially when building the Alt MBA, when building Maven, where I have to make decisions with limited information. I think that that is one of the, the biggest things that you have to do as a founder, as a leader, as an operator, is making good decisions, doing them at a good clip, at a good velocity. So for me, worrying, you know, before I made a decision and then after created a lot of unnecessary cycles of emotional labor and strain that took up a lot of energy. So working on that as a more macro obstacle has made all the other daily, weekly, more tactical obstacles a lot easier to overcome. What would you suggest somebody listening right now? They're like, oh, I really, really want to do my own thing. What's the best piece of advice that you've gotten that has helped you propel forward that may, might be great advice for them as well? If I had to give a piece of advice for someone who's thinking about doing their own thing, I would say to be really practical and strategic about it. I think there's a lot of advice out there about chasing your dreams, just going out there and doing it, just giving it a try. I actually think that jumping the gun like that um, isn't always a good idea because morale is important, your own morale. And if you jump into doing something that you could have could have realized with, you know, an extra 10 minutes of thinking that that wasn't really a good idea, then you're going to get discouraged when that thing doesn't work. So I think protecting your own, your own emotional well-being, your emotional labor and morale is important. And doing a bit of upfront thinking about how are you uniquely suited to solve this problem will make you much more successful. So if someone on the street, a random person with effort and time could do the same thing, then I think you're starting the wrong business or, or going into the wrong project. I am pretty strict with myself. And I think this is, this has paid off really well in my career of choosing opportunities where I feel like I have an unfair advantage at succeeding at that opportunity. 
That unfair advantage is really, really key. Hey, this is Helena Belloff, a data scientist at Levels Health, which has a mission to solve the metabolic health crisis by showing members how food affects their health through continuous glucose monitoring. I'm based in New York. Yeah, I I'm feel like I'm just not good at it. I don't know what it is. I, I think maybe I just haven't spent enough time really figuring out, okay, like, what's the right way to do it? I don't really know how, you know, and I have friends who, you know, really are so good at using their, like, Instagram or their Twitter to have these really meaningful connections and inspire people and get inspired. And I'm definitely inspired when I see other people's social media. I just feel like I don't know where to start doing that for myself. Do you even want to start? Because I think life is better without it, just to be honest. You know, it's it's funny. I was saying to my mother literally yesterday, uh, you know, if I could just pay someone to do this for me, that would be really nice. So I could just reap all the benefits and not do any of the work. 100%. You know, those people exist. But what I find in, like, I, I do them all, all myself versus when I see companies just like kind of like posting to post, the, the authenticity is so obviously not there. And I think more than posting, the thing that is the really, the the traction that really moves you forward is having conversations with as many people as possible, not actually the posting. So you could set up the posting on autopilot, but if you're not having, even though they may suck, you could still technically do that, but it still wouldn't matter because you're not engaging at all. And then that's, and that's the part that really matters. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that as well. And so maybe one day I'll, you know, be really stay off it. No. to get into it, but no. maybe not. Like I no. say, I, I have a Twitter and I, you know, follow some of these tech people on Twitter, but I've never tweeted before ever. <laughs> It's just there. I just took two months off of social media. I just got back on a day and a half ago. And so trust me, your life is better without it. Yeah. (laughs) What attracts you to the culture of levels? Why are you so passionate about not just what levels does and this extraordinary med tech company that we could see the inside of our bodies and how we function, but the culture itself, what what makes it an extraordinary work experience for you? The people, really. I mean, even though we're a remote company, I get to work with some of the smartest, brightest, just most humble people, like collection of people ever. Like we always joke, you know, Levels should just be like a one of those dating apps because they do such a good job of just curating a group of just like-minded people who are passionate, who really want to solve this problem, who are really bright, really nice, and just overall great, amazing people to work with. That's that's really what does it for me. And let's give a shout out to Ben because he is such a champion of women in tech and I really appreciate it. Can you talk a little bit about Ben, how we connected? Ben is amazing, first of all. Hi, Ben, if you're listening to this. Um, ben is the one that connected us. And he does amazing work on the Levels podcast, uh, which I suggest everyone go check out. 
And yeah, he's also just a really interesting guy on, on top of it all. So I would say definitely go and listen to him talk about a million different topics. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.